Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. I am one of your lovely co-hosts, Mark Wheaties, and joined with me today is Josue Cardona. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And the wonderful Link Keller. Hello. So, Josue, I believe it is uh, your turn this week. You so graciously uh, volunteered. My turn. So please tell us. Yeah. So so I've been thinking about how there's a story. Um, I, I had a client once who, you know, I, with my clients, I would always start asking them, hey, what are you into? What are your favorite hobbies? What do you, what do you like to do? It was part of my intake process. And there was one client, um, I always remember, he was like middle school aged. And I asked him, you know, what he enjoyed, what he enjoyed doing was his favorite thing. And he said, um, shooting guns. And that kind of, you know, it like part some red flags for me. But don't yuck my yum, you know, being being open, you know, GT model. Um, I was like, oh, cool. Like, so, so what is it about that that you like? And so he started telling me and... I, I find out that he he loves um, going to shoot because that's the only or that's a, the primary activity he does with his father, who he rarely gets to see because his parents are divorced. And whenever his father comes to get him, they just like go out to to arrange somewhere and and fire some guns. And so ever since that, I, I always I've always thought about how how important it is when like the meaning behind the why or how we got started into some of our hobbies. Um, my mom passed away recently. And so I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't like procedurals. Like, sure. I'll sit down and watch an episode of Law and Order anytime. No problem. But like with someone else, not, not, not just me when it come from, from me, but my mom loved procedurals. And when she died, there was a particular one that she, she just loved so much. She was really into it. And so I still, like, I still, I'll, I'll watch an episode. Like, I have them running. And it's, like, my way of kind of, like, continuing what my mom liked to do. But I can't deny that, like, I like it. Like, I like the show. <laughs> and and I'm I'm pretty invested. And, and so watching those shows now has uh, an incredible amount of meaning that goes beyond just enjoying the show. And, and like, I have a, you know, I play video games because of my parents. Um, I like sci-fi because of my parents. And sometimes I forget that, but, but it was something that was, that was passed on. And I don't know there's just that, that meaningful An anime piece of it. Yeah. via Astro Boy, <laughs> which doesn't, doesn't even count know. as anime, but it does. It's the first anime, so it does count. Uh, but my dad didn't know it was anime, so... Mm-hmm. Does it count? <laughs> <laughs> they cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh, you watch this show? I like. It's not like those Japanese cartoons. You like, Dad? Dad, <laughs> you gave this to me. <laughs> you did I this. I learned it from watching you." <laughs> well, well, and and this is something um, I, I want to get to later on. But like, yeah, my dad grew up watching Astro Boy, and then he's like, "Oh, what's this Japanese cartoon stuff?" I'm like, "Are you serious?" Same with video games. Like at some point, they kind of just fell off. 
I used to go to the arcade with my dad every weekend. And suddenly, like, yeah, oh, 3D games were too much for him. Or my mom didn't want to play Tetris and Mario anymore. Now that they're older, they play games on their phones, and it's it's, it's a whole thing. But um, I, I, I it, it, there's something weird about like it almost feel like you were abandoned <laughs> because you still like this this particular um, this particular thing, and they they don't or they don't as much. Like with my with my niece who I saw recently, she. Um, she, I got her into Star Wars. Like she really didn't know what it was. I got her into it, and now she has surpassed me in every single way. Like in terms of knowledge and just like she will just. I don't know how many times she has rewatched Clone Wars, and like the first time she saw Clone Wars, I showed her my spreadsheet with the show in actual chronological order, not the, not the order in which it was broadcast, and I still haven't finished watching the show, and she's watched it like four times. <laughs> And there's something, there's something, um, really, it's like a weird sense of pride and, and passing something down, but it's not really a skill. It's not, I don't know, but I, and, and I wonder what it will be like, like what it means to her to be so into that, like not just love it, but that it was something that, that started with us, you know, together. Right. So, so I found that, you know, with, with a lot of our hobbies, uh, it, it can go beyond just, I think it's cool. <laughs> right. I think, I think that's a good way to start it, but we, a lot of these have connections to, to our childhood or to our past or to, and Alara, you've brought up, you know, your friend who passed away and kind of like, you know, the connection to, to some of those things. So do you all have examples of, of like, that, you know, where your hobby, like you this this passion for this thing started and how it was connected to something or who or when give me stories yeah um so i mean i'm kind of was the same way too when it comes to when it comes to video games uh my dad was one the one that he's the one who condemned me to this um with the um original nintendo system and playing you know the original super mario brothers and uh duck hunt things like that and then it it evolved into pac-man so whenever we would go to an arcade that was the game that my dad and i would would take turns playing almost exclusively um we would always be at the pac-man machine playing that um and so that became our thing and then obviously over time it you know i moved on to sort of the newer games and then he started falling off of it and then you know with the eventual conflicts that my my dad and i eventually ran into obviously he doesn't play video games much anymore um except for you know stuff on his phone but i think one of the big things that um i still have a pretty huge passion about um, that he and I still can kind of do together is bowling. Um, that was something that my dad and I and my, and my brother, we would do that almost every weekend. Um, and in the town that we were living in, there used to be a a local bowling alley that we would always go to. And I, I loved that place. That's also where the Pac-Man machine was. So that, that was also like, you know, a double whammy, but we would bowl, all the time we would bowl for hours on end and even now like i like it's one of those things where if if i could i i would bowl every weekend i love it 
I know I'm not the best at it, but I still greatly enjoy just being at an alley and playing for a couple hours or just hanging out with people. Um, and my dad and I don't necessarily do that so much anymore, but when we do, it's, it's kind of like a nice little, you know, a nice little nostalgia trip for, for the both of us. Um, and it's kind of funny because when I was younger, I used to see how he would bowl and I always thought it was really weird because he would like throw the ball up and it, but it would have the spin on it. So it would, you know, do a, a nice little curve. And now I try to in- imitate that. And now I'm doing that, that type of style and, and throw with the ball just to see how it works, see if I can modify it, perfect it a little bit. So that way I can, you know, play a better game. But, um, I think that's at least one of, of the stories of least of a, from a hobby of mine that, I still have a, a pretty good passion about, but it's one that I don't necessarily like, you know, scream from the mountaintops, like, uh, like Percy Jackson or Assassin's Creed or anything like that. So do, do you like, did you ever go to play and think about your father or go and play to think about your father or not play because it reminded you of your father? <laughs> um, I would never, I, I don't think I've ever gone like by myself to go to like, to just to like, because I know I would think about him, but whenever I would go bowling, like whether it's with friends or it's for an outing or whatever, um, or even with the countless times I've gone with my wife, like it goes without fail that every time I'm at an alley, I inevitably will mention something about him. I will talk about him to some degree. Um, but I definitely have never shied away from it. Um, I it wasn't one of those things where even when he and I were not on the best of terms, um, we were, I would still go and play because it reminded me of these good times that we did have. Like it was a time when he and I basically used it as a form of escapism. Like I know he was going through a lot. I know he's still going through a lot of stuff. Um, but for the two, three, sometimes four hours that we were at the bowling alley, just playing games, those worries weren't there. Those, those problems weren't there. It was just us having fun. And so whenever I go, that's kind of what I associate it with it and going there to, to have fun. I'm not thinking about my outside problems. And I have those more fond memories of, of being with my dad. So, yeah. I know some of yours, Lara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This way, you asked you asked that question. My brain short circuited because I have so many. Um, We've talked, talked about Disney parks in the past. Yeah, I've talked about Disney else. Disney parks with my mom in the past. Um, one of the ones that actually kind of gets me that came up is um, World of Warcraft. Not necessarily something I picked up from my mom, but from one of my bridesmaids, like my best friend, who's also my barber. She... <laughs> so many connections. <laughs> so many connections. Um, she would tease me all the time when we were younger about being geeky. She's five years younger than me. I was a counselor at camp. She was a camper. When, when she became staff, then we kind of became friends. Um, but she was always kind of like a little sister to me. Um, 
but she would tease me all the time, all that nerdy shit, uh, yucking mm-hmm. all kinds of yums. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But some, at some point in her freshman year of college, sophomore year of college, she started playing World of Warcraft. And that was the one thing I would not do. And I say that a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to watch anime. I'm <laughs> not going to play an RPG. I'm not going to play WoW. Um, and I played WoW, and it was a very long addiction that I needed <laughs> to get rid of. And I, I am not one for video game addiction, but this one, I, it's really hard to drop that habit with the World of Warcraft. They get you. Was um, this in like they, the 2007, 2008 time frame? Because I remember I almost everybody I knew who had ever played WoW was like, that was when they were deepest in the hole. <laughs> she got into it. We were playing Burning Crusade, and I can't remember when that came out, but it was right before Wrath of the Lich King. And her boyfriend at the time was my roommate, and he's the one who passed away, the one that Josue mentioned earlier. Um but he used to play and he reactivated his account and we we would play together and she was living six hours away so that's how we would all hang out um and this story kind of pulls in like i don't know the same kind of thing Josue was talking about with passing it on further like my nephew who god i don't remember how old he was at the time must have been i think he was like 12 or 13 at the time we were playing with him too and he still cannot kick his wow habit and he is raiding every week um with his friends and he's made several friends that he went to blizzcon with um and those are those are his people um but having those memories of getting to play with them uh to the wee hours of the morning when all my and my friend she was like all i have left to to eat in this house are m&ms and beer and so that's what she was eating and drinking while we were playing um but it was really cool to have her show me the ropes like she so not nerdy so not geeky I was the one that was the geek and she's showing me how to level up and how to go do this daily and how to go get my, she gave me all her gold and like, it, it was great um, to get her to admit that, you know, some things are fun uh, and you can just have fun with those things and you don't have to be embarrassed about the fact that you like them. And then she found love through it too. So... <laughs> But yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and I don't play anymore because I did not log in for a long time. I'm like, why am I wasting fifteen dollars a month on this? Um, but I still think fondly on it. I mean, on my shelf behind me, I have like Funko Pop vinyls. Uh, I've got uh, uh, stuffed animals from from Wow. And I've really liked the the novels, uh, so I've read a few of those. I have no idea what's going on in the world now, but um, yeah, it's pretty it's it's pretty cool to know that my nephew is still playing and still uh, engaged in it. Your barber bridesmaid friend um, was also like you you saw her grow through the camp 
and actually mm-hmm. take a position just like yours. Yep. Is she still a counselor at the camp? No, but I have seen her. So we've been friends since she was, like I said, since she was in college. So I watched her go through wanting to be an artist, then wanting to be a barber. She, I was her first haircut um, after a summer at camp where three of us directors wanted mohawks. One came with one. And so they shaved my head and I needed someone to cut my hair. And when we were at Disneyland one time, she's like, let's cut your hair. We bought some clippers. Let's do it. And then she snapped, turned the, cl- the clippers on and was like, you know, I've never done this before. Right. And then cuts my hair. Um, and other than like one or two here and there throughout the years. And now Nina cuts my hair most of the time. She's the only person who's touched my hair other than, like I said, one or two random haircuts. Um, but now she owns her own barbershop. Uh, so I've seen that growth and that torch get passed along. Did the world of Warcraft, um, like, was that like a stage that, like, was it, did it just feel like part of the relationship, like a normal part or did it, did it change? It felt, it felt like part of the, the relationship. Okay. It was, she does a lot of things where she likes to tease me, but she actually likes the thing. Kind of like I did with my friends. Oh, I'm not going to watch anime. No, no Sailor Moon allowed on in my house. And now I'm obsessed. Um, she did that same kind of thing, which is interesting because she did not know that about me as she was growing up. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's also that like really good feeling of having someone enjoy something that you enjoy. Um especially if they were resistant to it. <laughs> so like, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I played World of Warcraft to play with you. I got like to level three, never played again. Mm-hmm. Never played yep. again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Smooth dodge there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, free to play for so long and then they, they hope you got, they got you hooked in. dollars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> not only do you have to buy all the game although now it's got like a pack so you don't have to shell out what like 30 40 bucks in expansion but uh you have to buy all the expansions to play too making the money do you have a story sure i or four um, or five <laughs> so many um i inherited my love of fantasy books from both of my parents um my love of D from both of my parents and uh my love of video games from both of my parents Whoa. so all all three of those i got from them um do you feel connected to them through the through through these hobbies still or no not really um there are like the first time i played D, i was probably like eight or nine and my mom had some of her friends include me in a game um and it was so cool that when I came back from staying with her over the summer, I was like ranting about how awesome it was to my dad. And uh, at some point he started up a campaign with some of his friends and uh, me and my sister were allowed to join in that. And that was really fun. Not as much fun as the game with my mom, but um, mostly because the players that my dad played with were shitty. Um, <laughs> 
But I do still to this day, like I am appreciative to both of my parents for introducing me to D&D as a as a thing. I was just like, I don't know what this is. What is this? It was like, what? There's there's textbooks. Can I can I look at it? There's a monster manual. I'm obsessed now. <laughs> um, uh, but I didn't. Other than those first, the the very first game with my mom, and then two or three game like a single campaign, but a couple of play sessions with my dad and and his friends. Um, after that, I never played with either of them ever again and it became much more of a thing I shared with my friends um, and then at this point I'm still amidst a thirsty sword lesbians game but other than that I'm mostly just consuming dimension 20 <laughs> uh, contents to fulfill that need I do kind of want to get a game going again with some friends but it is um, a struggle to be a DM to pull all that together, but um, I don't particularly associate playing with them anymore, except when I go to tell a funny story about, oh, the first time I played D&D, I was a rogue, and I picked up a sword in the forest, and it turned me into a paladin, and it was really fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, still funny. Still funny story. Uh, with video games there's like we didn't really play games together it like my dad introduced me to a lot of like pc games because we weren't allowed to have consoles at that point at home um other than my game boy which my mom gave me and totally broke the rules and i was like Haha, it doesn't count i play pokemon now um but like uh baldur's gate i started playing because my dad brought that home for him to play and then he finished it and he was like oh well you can have it if you want it i guess um and then he did that with uh like dungeon siege and um he had neverwinter nights and i was so excited to play it after he finished it but it wouldn't run on the family computer it would only run on his computer and he was just like wow that sucks and then didn't let me play um <laughs> which i'm still pretty bitter about <laughs> and then my friend nate tried to get me to play neverwinter nights uh, i don't know like four or five years ago at this point um and we played a little bit of it but uh we didn't finish it um i did play like more games with my mom and brother because she had consoles so it's like we would be playing in 64 and gamecube games and she would like spend money on buying like the the game boy game link cable so it's like we could we could play more games together and so there's like more of an association there but again it's like it's been such a long time since i've done anything with either of my parents uh more more than a decade at this point um i don't particularly like it doesn't bring up like a strong emotional response about them um it's definitely more tied like more specifically tied to like other friends and people i still care about and think about like um horizon zero dawn is so much uh my my friend hannah who died a couple of years ago like she was obsessed with that game and trying so hard to get me to play it and i was like yeah yeah like it looks cool and i want to check it out but i'm like obsessed with breath of the wild because it came out at the same time uh, i was like i'll get to it eventually i did eventually but after she had died so it was sort of uh 
bittersweet to finally play this game that was so important to her um but not be able to like talk to her about it yeah uh i'm trying to think of an example of something that i then passed on to somebody younger that one i'm struggling with i gotta i gotta think on that one a little bit longer well i mean uh, i I was gonna say like i'm kind of right there with you link because um since um since my uh, my wife and I were starting to date, you know, she has, uh, you know, several nieces and nephews. Um, and I have, believe me, I have really tried to try and <laughs> implant something, just something, um, just to kind of see what, what, what would take. Uh, I'm so far uh, zero for seven. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> my, my nephew is like a mini me, even though, I mean, he's. It hurts me to say this. He's going to be 27 this year. He's going to be 40 this year? What? Uh, what? You're going to be 40 this year? <laughs> wow, We're all I'm going to be 27 this year. Um, but he, like, he's my little mini-me. Um, we, like, I was cleaning out my, my stepbrother had brought a bunch of boxes over here um, of stuff that had been stored at his house and, and my dad's house uh, so I could go through them. And I was going through one of the boxes and I found a card my nephew had drawn me when he was, I can't remember how old, but it looked fairly young. And he wrote, he drew a keyblade on it and wrote, thank you for helping me beat Sephiroth on it um, with hearts. Um, That's cute. And uh, I have, I, my old uh, answering machine <laughs> um is somewhere in those boxes and I the whole thing is going to be dead if I try to turn it on but there is a recording that I tried to keep for a long time of him when he was like three or four and he'd be like not home what does that mean you can't come over and play video games (laughs) (laughs) um and he got so mad at it but like this kid when he was two uh, could name all of the different Star Wars vehicles because we played Rogue Squadron together uh, on the N64. So he could know at two what the difference between a Y-Wing was and an A-Wing um, and a TIE Interceptor and a TIE Bomber. And most kids don't know the difference between that even if they watched Star Wars back in the day because there wasn't, there wasn't a TIE Interceptor in the movies. Um, and I was so proud that this two-year-old could say these names of these ships. Um, and now I just call him a nerd and, uh, try to get him to join my D&D campaigns. Um, (laughs) but he is my mini-me and I love this kid so much and he makes me proud every time he tries to introduce me to something geeky. Um, Yeah. yeah. But isn't it like a weird sense of pride? Right, like, like it's, it's definitely pride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's very much like you have, like the when I was two, there wasn't like my family did pass on all their geeky stuff to me, but there was no like here name all the Star Wars things. Like, I mean, there's a picture of me when I was two wearing a Space Invaders hat. Like, that's like, I don't know, that's the my equivalent of it. Um. But yeah, watching him grow up and become just as nerdy as me uh, and then have debates with me about things like 
I shared with him when The Force Awakens came out, I had been waiting for that movie to come out my entire life, literally, because what, Return of the Jedi came out the year we were born, Josue. Um, and it was so cool that he wanted to go with me on opening night and he sat in line with me for like three or four hours um, to to have a night like that. And he was, I think that was the movie we went to that he was old enough to drink. And we both got um, whatever drink the theater had that was uh, mixed with Patron. I think it was a dark side drink. Um, so very nice to have that experience with him. And I think I'd taken him to every Star Wars movie that had come out in theaters, like all the prequels um, yeah. at that point. So to be able to do that and then him be old enough for me to have a drink with him. Uh, very weird sense of pride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because none of us have kids. Right. So mm -hmm. so like we're all talking about nieces and nephews. <laughs> I mean, I did, uh, I did help raise that kid. Like I lived with him for the yeah. first like four years of his life. So, yeah. you know, if I have a kid, I, I swear they better be into Assassin's Creed and nothing don't push will it. Don't push <laughs> it. Don't push I will, it. No, don't push I would it. never. That's why I said, I hope that's my hope is that they get into it. And then if they do by, by any chance and they have, they surpass me in Assassin's Creed knowledge, I will, I will be beaming with such intense pride. You will be able to see it from space. What is the opposite of Assassin's Creed? What do you mean? I don't know. Golf. Like what? what? Golf. <laughs> <laughs> um, Your kid's going to love uh, PGA 20. <laughs> 30. You know what? Hey, as long and that means that just means they're getting they're gonna be out in the sun, they're getting vitamin D, they're gonna be they're gonna be living life. They're gonna be living like Larry right like right there. I um, mean, you're not that far off this way. I don't talk about my niece much, but um she played golf and did not like Star Wars and then uh we got her to watch Star Wars a few years ago. Um, I she loves it now. <laughs> I'd say reality television. <laughs> I just can't get behind reality. Got it. Television. So your kids are gonna if you push them on Assassin's Creed, they're gonna be like they're gonna be on like the watching the reboot of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. They're, they're gonna be yeah. watching Love Is Blind oh, season, season twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. Real Housewives of the Moon. <laughs> um, Please so, no. Laura, do you remember how I felt about the 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 sequels at all? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Would you say how how would you describe you did you do not you did not like them <laughs> yeah um my niece now that she you know she thinks for herself like I recorded her when she right after watching Force Awakens mm -hmm. she was really I mean whatever year that was right she's only twelve now um and she was like oh I love the movie I love this and now that she's older she's like I hate the sequels I pretend like they don't exist. I hate Ray. Like she hates Ray with a passion. Wow. And um yeah, Hosoka's her favorite character. Like she is obsessed with everything Star Wars. There's nothing that she doesn't like um about Star Wars except <laughs> except Ray and the sequels. Um uh, she likes so something. She's not gonna go watch she's not gonna really like the new movie that's gonna come out about Look, like Ray all of us will like all of us, it doesn't matter what we love or hate about Star Wars. We're gonna we watch keep, it. We're gonna watch it anyway. Yep. But we can appreciate the things that we like and know that 
other things are for other people. But also, like I, I, I appreciate how passionate she is about it. Right? Like she still, she mm-hmm. still cares enough to hate it, <laughs> mm-hmm. to hate the character. But she hates the character because she understands the world more. And the more she understands the world, the less the character makes sense to her, and the more it bothers her. Right? So like, it's it's all part of her, of her amassing all this knowledge mm-hmm. about it. And um, yeah, but I mean, I think it's, I think, I think. I can watch the sequels. I don't like what happens in them, but like my, my niece is angry. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know how much pride I feel that she hates. Uh, uh, right? Don't be yuck, don't be yucking people's yums. I know, right? I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. But but there is something about it. I'm like, oh, like she. You should show her the recording. A little like me. The what? I should show <laughs> the recording. What? You should you should share the recording with her. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Remember? She'll ask me to Remember when? It. <laughs> yeah so I'll, I'll i'll say one more thing um like uh, my other niece she's a tattoo artist and she has never mentioned this to me but my sister has her mom has brought this up multiple times to me she says Josue, the whole reason that your daughter that my you know your niece is a is an artist now is because you got her into drawing right and so like there's this there's this i'm i'm i feel a sense of pride and like maybe like oh did i have something to do with this like she's really good tattoo artist like it's it's great and she's never brought it up with uh, to me right but i but i but i think about that and and i'm not going to go to her and be like why aren't you thanking me in every mm-hmm. social media post of everyone you know like uh but it's like oh that's interesting and and i i bring that one up because like i feel that sense of pride but i wasn't i wasn't trying to do anything but i was like oh she looks like she you know she likes to doodle let me let me get her like a sketch pad and some, and some yeah. yeah yeah i encouraged her and i showed her what i knew and she has surpassed me a lot like i had I, I knew very little but i like i was like oh this is how like you do still life and here's a shadow and blah 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 and, and she was like oh what <laughs> how'd you do that it looks like an apple <laughs> um and and there's something there's something i don't know that that's something that can still I feel like it's a card that I could play uh, at some point to, to like connect. And, and the reason I say that is because I've been able to use that in, in my own life. When, when my father and I, there was, there was a period where we didn't speak for a few years. The TV show Smallville came out and he was so into superheroes that I almost felt like if I watched the show without him, I was like betraying him somehow. And it became a catalyst for me to reach out to him. So I hadn't talked to him in a long time and I called him and just to tell him like, dad, there's a, I just saw the trailer for a new show called Smallville. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, Smallville, the town where Superman is from. I think it's a young, it's a young Clark Kent, like we're going to get to see him grow up. And he got really excited. And so for years, that was something like the day after the episode, we'd talk about the episode that, that happened. And it was, it was how we were able to like rekindle a relationship because I knew how much he loved that. And luckily I, I loved it too. So I could, I could have that build a bridge. I did that with my mom as well to to a certain extent 
because I would try to, whatever they were into, I would try to, to connect through that to kind of add a little extra to the relationship. None of it was fake. It was like, oh, you like this too? Okay, I can do that. Oh, there's this game on your phone that you really like? I'll try it out. And hopefully I liked it and then we could talk about it. And I think I've, you know, I know I've said it here before, but my sister and my my parents who, were, who have been divorced for 30 years um, were like, we all played a, this Disney game on our phones and we had this leaderboard and like it was a sense of the whole conversation piece for all of us. And if I don't play, my dad calls me to see if I'm okay because he doesn't see that I've, that I've uh, had a high score. It's so like, it, you know, there's such a, like important parts of the, of the family dynamic and, and relationship that I don't know if I could separate some of that stuff from them. Like my earliest memory is of me playing Mario with my mom. Like that's, that's something. <laughs> and it's hard to, I think, you know, sometimes I forget, but ultimately it's so, it's just, yeah, it's just like, I can't, I can't separate them. No, I'm taking my niece and nephew to Comic-Con, to San Diego Comic-Con in July. Um, my my little sister. And sometimes this I do forget. I forget how big of a nerd my, my sister is, too. Because she's a mom and, you know, all that stuff. And we don't, you know, it's a, our, our relationship isn't uh, like it used to be when we were kids, obviously. But, like, we were both members of the Power Rangers fan club, right, when we were little. And she was, she was actually really excited about the Power Rangers... Um, once in what's that? Something and always, <laughs> right? Once and always is that what it's called? I don't know. The, the special with the original um, cast members that came out on Netflix like a month ago, and she was excited. None of you watched it. You haven't watched it. So, okay, so <laughs> it's like a thirtieth anniversary special that's on Netflix. I I just know about the special talking about like the tragedy of <laughs> being a Power Ranger or something like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so it's like a 30th anniversary thing with the original cast and um, a lot of members of the original cast. And um, my my sister really wanted to watch it because she hadn't really watched any of the new stuff. And but my nephew does watch it, and my niece used to. So she's watching it. And that night that she was watching it, she she texted me. She was like, "Have you seen the thing? We're watching it now." I was like, "Oh, wait a minute!" So I started watching it at the same time. So we could talk about it later. And then I remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, my sister is a big nerd. So I, I invited them to come to Comic-Con with me because I had an extra ticket. And yeah, and kids are free. Kids are free. Yep, yep. And so it it was um, like she is so excited about this trip. We haven't done a trip like this in a very – I don't think we've ever done a trip like this where it was just a nerdy <laughs> um, a trip that just – and it'll be for the four of us, right? Like I can't, I can't wait to see how excited the kids will be to 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 go to this. So yeah, yeah so many, like so many of these of these um, interests are like they're so meaningful to me, and I think that's something that there's like this additional piece to it that we can that we can use to connect with our with our clients and with our students and our friends, right? It's like oh. What does that mean to you? Like, why is it uh, such a connection? I don't think, I think sometimes it's hard to get to that point or to to push or like to follow that thread. 
because maybe sometimes somebody is like, oh yeah, no, I really, you know, I watched this show or I watched this thing and it made me sad and I don't know why. Um, and sometimes it's easy to verbalize and see where that connection is, but sometimes it is not. So, you know, I hope, I hope these stories that we're telling are good to kind of show all the different types of meaning that, that our hobbies can have based on family, good or bad <laughs> experiences, good or bad. Yeah. But do you want to share anything else? Any other versions of this? I'm, I'm still sort of struggling with the, like, inheriting something and then passing it on to somebody and then, like, surpassing and feeling pride about, like, that aspect. I don't, like, I'm having a hard time finding something that, like, fits that trajectory, but, like, there are lots of things that I've introduced to people that I feel a lot of pride when they talk about to other people how much they love it or how like cool it is and oh you should check this out like the forwarding the recommendations I do get a lot of pride from that um why I, I it makes me feel valued in a relationship um even if they're not like, oh, hey, Link recommended that I play this game and I really loved it and you should play it. Just being like, oh, I really loved this game. You should check it out. Like feeling like I participated in them having enjoyment and growing as a person and sharing that, like the ripple effect. I feel like pride about that aspect. Um, but yeah, I'm having I'm having a hard time thinking of something specifically but i do i i feel a, a great deal of pride having successfully like recommended things to you guys like that makes me feel great um i haven't surpassed you but i didn't watch horror until like i didn't enjoy horror yeah. until you um, i i still i still me. brag about that that recommendation horror movie <laughs> episode back in 2018 um yeah. That was, I watch horror movies now that was, you don't recommend. Yeah, it's a it's a whole thing. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure my my brother listens to this podcast. Uh, I'm sure he'll text me later and be like, "What the fuck? You and it like taught me about this thing, and I'm obsessed with it, and you don't even care anymore." And I'm gonna feel really stupid that I couldn't think of anything. But, um, I guess over the garden wall is the thing that I have most consistently spread to as many people as possible, including the baby I live with toddler now um and she really loves uh garden wall is what she calls it um so every time we see a pumpkin she's like pumpkin garden wall I'm like that's right that's right i mean that is one example of something where you you introduced me to it and then in a few weeks i had read all of the comic books and like gone deep into it and i don't know if you had gone that i haven't that i haven't read the it. comic yeah. books so there there we go yeah. there's my example i passed there you go I passed over the garden wall to you i still say ain't that just the way That's same and, <laughs> yep yep mm -hmm. every chance i get <laughs> and it's not something you may have seen come to fruition yet link but like you are sharing things with raz right like <laughs> yeah she's she's two and a half and she's just starting to like talk and communicate and have like memory 
uh, which is both incredible to watch and also like, oh no, I said I would do that thing and not intending <laughs> and to do that thing, and she actually hold asked. You accountable. <laughs> I watched her the other night. Uh, we were making dinner, and she wanted to watch. She's like, watch movie, and I was like, okay, let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? And I pull up Disney Plus, and I'm on the front page, and I was like, oh, do you want to watch Tangled? Do you want to watch Brave? Because she's been watching those ones a lot. She's no, no. I was like, okay, do you want to watch Strange World? No. And she's saying something. I'm, I couldn't figure out. I'm like, what are you saying? What I can't, I, I don't understand. And so I picked her up, and held her in front of the TV so she could point to what she wanted to watch. <laughs> she wanted to watch Venom. <laughs> and she's pointing at she goes teeth teeth want to watch teeth and i'm just like oh my god um so i don't know maybe that's the thing that i will be passing on to her is a deep deep love for the tom hardy venom <laughs> it's actually it's i i did i put it on for her just to like distract her for like the five minutes i needed to finish making dinner and like put it together and put it on a plate to bring it out to her um and so she's watching it uh and she she goes it's scary is it not because anything on screen scary was happening but because the soundtrack backing that scary. goes is like doom doom and she goes it's scary like she was like it's scary <laughs> i was like yeah she goes teeth and i was like well he's not the the teeth guy isn't here yet but do you do you want to watch a different monster movie it's like we're gonna redirect so we watched beauty and the beast um, which she was enjoying teeth and she goes she goes teeth i was like yeah he's he's beast and she goes the beast again over garden <laughs> over the garden wall she's like that is obviously not the beast i was like you're right you're right it's not the beast this is beast he's just beast different but he's a monster he's got horns and he's got claws and teeth she's like yeah teeth <laughs> uh but yeah this that's well maybe fun. she'll associate her yeah her love of teeth man if she ends up being a, a, a little weirdo who's into <laughs> horror like me that would be pretty rad because uh, neither of her parents are into it as much as I am. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, it is funny. I can't think of Assassin's Creed without thinking about Mark. That's, I can't that's think about also horror. true. I definitely, yeah. like, my relationship with Assassin's Creed is very shallow, but is longer than I have known you, Mark. But I absolutely, I associate it with you. That is my goal. You 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 cannot think of of one thing without thinking of the other. That is, that is my my ultimate goal in life is to be forever associated with this franchise. Great success, and I'm happy about that. I'm proud about that. And also, you were talking about um, Josue, how like when Link introduced you to Over the Garden Wall, within a few days, um, you had consumed every form of media of it. Um, how is um, Final Space? So, excellent question. Um, because it is unavailable, anyway, like Warner Brothers did what it's done with a whole bunch of stuff and basically removed it from existence for tax purposes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have procured a copy uh, that I will be watching very soon. And I did actually pre order the book just because of how cool the idea is like i saw this creator so excited about the fact that he got he's gonna get to finish his story and they put so many limitations on him and he said fine i'll do it whatever limitations you put on me i'll do it and he 
he's made millions of dollars already without even writing a single page because he his fans are supporting him so much. I think it's a cool story. So I will let you know. <laughs> but if Please, I like uh, it, I'm sure I will associate it with you. If I hey. don't like it, I will definitely associate it with you. <laughs> and that's a that's a risk I'm willing to take. Um, but I'm also, like I said, I, I'm also kind of in the same boat with um, with Link in terms of like I have yes, like Assassin's Creed. Like we, I joke about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. But like it, it, it is the one thing that like I feel like I have spread to numerous people or there, there are people that like i've known that have played the games but never really got into it and then i talk to them about it i, I let them know about things and then they they go back and they start paying attention more and then they come to me and they start telling me things about it um and of course there was um the codex as well which i i'm actually now getting really interested in wanting to reboot that what um, is the codex it is my uh, my Assassin's Creed podcast, um, and it's my way of trying to bring more people into it. And I, I have some some fun ideas as to how I can revive it and, and bring it back um, and keep it a part of the GT network. So make stay it tuned for that this time. Yeah, yeah, make it relevant this time, not just me <laughs> just fangirling about it. Um, but I I think at least in terms of that that example of like introducing someone to it and then watching this like as it as them watching them grow and things like that um mm-hmm. i guess i could use myself as an example because you know patrick o'connor was the one who introduced me to geek therapy and it took <laughs> one podcast episode to support <laughs> basically um but it took one podcast episode for me to listen to for me to become completely enveloped in this whole group that that we've that you guys have started and have fostered and, and grown and now it's it's this huge wonderful community and I make the joke of like one day I'm gonna be the president. I'm gonna be the one in charge and I, I truthfully do not want that ever, ever. I do not want I was want... gonna say you could probably <laughs> convince us way right now. No thanks. It's Here's the, the one thing I, I do not wish to surpass you guys in. Um but no, it's one of those things where, you know, it was started off as a as a concept that I was thinking about and was trying to find that niche within psychology and then i take this class and i'm introduced into geek therapy and from there on you know my my journey as as a part of this whole group and organization has been one that i never would have seen happening like i i did not imagine myself sitting here um approximately four years after I listened to the first episode of, of GT radio. And now here I am. I never so would have imagined that you're skipping over the fact that you also like binged, binged. 300 episodes. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I, I'd have to go back into my Apple's podcast, but I think it wasn't just com- this show. It was, no, the other it, ones was too. it was all the shows. Yeah. Everything. I think there was only like two shows. I didn't fully listen to, but that's also because, um, I started doing HCAT, so my time became a lot more limited. And um, I think there were just some shows that, you know, branched off, decided to do their own thing. And I just was like, eh, okay. I just wasn't that into it. But everything else, like, I 
I listened to it and I, I know we were talking before before the show of some episodes with the uh, I Kill Giants that I'm definitely going to want to go back and re-listen to to refresh my memory on all the wonderful things that you guys have talked about that that yeah. book and, and the movie and everything like that. So, but yeah, I think in terms of that, of like you, this was introduced to me by one other person. And then with all of you guys, you guys have helped foster that growth and that passion for this wonderful mission. It's funny. I feel very proud of all of you. And I didn't think about, you know, sometimes I forget about why, but it is, it is that right. Like, you were exposed to the stuff that we were doing and ta-da, look at you now. You're all vying to be president. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to concede. <laughs> There's always next election. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I mean, and you know, this goes to other conversations we've had about parasocial relationships and things like that, where it's like these people that you don't even know, um kind of introduce you into something and you start caring but in terms of yeah i think i think thank you for sharing that story because uh sometimes i forget too of like oh right also when will the next mark come along you know Mm -hmm. like that will be that will be something yeah that will be something that there are a few that are that are that are kind of you know you were ambitious though you were pretty ambitious yeah i mean 300 episodes is the word i would use (laughs) (laughs) and i didn't even listen to it at an accelerated speed this was all at one time speed i sat there and soaked every single word i'd say lara was it was not difficult to get lara to join in um link it was a little like I had to make a case a couple times, but but it was but it was you were you were you were in, but Mark I had to like hold him back. I was like you did no, I had to say no a few times. To- mm-hmm. <laughs> he did he did tell me no a few times, and I was like okay one day though one day. <laughs> so much perseverance, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope this conversation, uh, you know kind of did a good job of exploring um, that kind of meaningful piece of, of how sometimes our, our hobbies or or geeky interests are so tied to moments, personal relationships that we, sometimes we don't even think about it. And I think maybe some most, most of the time capitalize on it and, and we take it for granted. We don't even think about it, but it is also something that we can tap into when, when there's a need, you know, like things suck, things are sad. Let's go shoot something uh, in a video game, or let's go assassinate some people <laughs> while we <laughs> say the creed. <laughs> oh, let's go get scared. Let's go glitch our way through a roof and get continuously fall and laugh at the makers of the game. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear from our dear listeners who uh, have more young people around them that hopefully have lots of good examples of this. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's so funny. None of us have kids. So like, you know, 
those are stories where other than you know mark's kid hating assassin's creed with a passion (laughs) (laughs) just to spite you it's fine i will i will not yuck their yums but i will cry myself to sleep every (laughs) single night every single night assassin's creed sucks dad i'm gonna go play beach volleyball (laughs) you know what i wouldn't i actually would be a-okay with that i'd be like you know what that's fine here i have an anime for you to watch (laughs) (laughs) dad i don't like that old haikyuu garbage i like the new one the remake (laughs) as long as it's still haikyuu i don't care (laughs) but you don't like the new one because you're a because it's old the sequel. At this oh. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. it's not yeah. as good as the original. Oh, yeah. Oh, why? <laughs> I mean, we're all right here. We're all forty this year. All of us. Yeah. <laughs> so forty. Like Link said. Um, yeah. Please share your your stories um, with us and and anything that resonated with you about this episode. Share with us in the community spaces. Uh, you can reach them through all of the links that are in the show notes. For more geek therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back next week. Bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 